Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got an heart. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey everybody! What's up? And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. And we are trucking along with our March Madness here. We are doing serial killers of horror, and we have two amazing guests here joining us to keep whittling it down until we reach number one. We have Stephen Bay, co-host of Analog Jones and the Temple of Film, and Matt Kelly, uh, head of content for Geekscape and host and producer on too many podcasts for us to mention but also horror movie night pop your cherry with mary carrie which is fun to say i will say um <laughs> and a bunch of other things uh gentlemen hello thank you so much for being here hey thanks for having me no problem. <laughs> All right, so any early predictions like anybody want to write on a piece of paper who they think is taking this yet anybody know i i think this could go a lot of different ways i have a theory the, it, I'm gonna write it down. I'm it's write it down. it's a good. tough it's a tough one because it's we're about to hit even more so like I, I have no I've had no consistency with my with my voting. I came into this like I'm gonna vote strictly on like who is the most terrifying of these characters, and then I'll just be like I don't know I like Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> yeah. So like so like it's it's all over the place. I all I hope this is my one prediction is that there's a lot of names on this list that feel like they are definitely supposed to be in the top four. And mm -hmm. I think that people are going to be shocked by at least one thing that makes it into the final wow. four. Okay. I think we usually always, there. Have, I don't think we've ever done this and, and I've been like, yeah, that's exactly how I, I expected yeah. it. But, yeah. Um, so just a friendly reminder how we came up with this list of killers. They should have no supernatural powers. We didn't base anybody who was a real serial killer because again, fuck them. Uh, we also tried to keep it to one person, but there are some groups, families, et cetera, on here. And now we are down to the sweet 16, y'all. Mm -hmm. So let's just jump right in. And don't forget, vote how you feel your heart takes you, you yeah. guys. But again, we are looking at things like creativity, kill counts, all that good stuff. So let's just jump right in here. And our first matchup is Hannibal from Silence of the Lambs against the Slumber Party Driller Killer. I mean, I feel like we're starting with a kind of an easy one in my book on this one. Um, okay. Slumber party. No, <laughs> no. Uh, I, I mean, it's got to go to Hannibal on this. It, it's he's the goat for for a reason. Fair. So th that's my vote there. Okay. Uh, Jackie's doing Jackie's the head movement. Steve. Steve? <laughs> uh, yeah, as much as I want to vote for the t Canadian tuxedo that kills women <laughs> for no reason with a drill. Uh, yeah, I got to go with Hannibal Lecter. Uh, I mean, this is, yeah, this is kind of easy. I find this an alley-oop like Matt. Uh, so sorry, Canadian tuxedo. I love oh, you so much. Yeah, no, that is fair. It's okay. fair. It's, it's tough to, it's Slumber party so good. I mean, you can yeah. throw your identity vote on this because it doesn't <laughs> necessarily matter. Follow the heart. Yeah, I mean, I, I will. I, I'll give it to, to Slumber Party wow. Massacre. No, I mean, let's be real. Like, I love Silence of the Lambs. That movie is a movie that I watch a couple times a year. That's generally a part of Jackie's inappropriate work theater. And especially now that I, I'm our office moved and I now officially have like my own office with a door. Nice. Like, you know, we're just going to blow the hinges off that oh. because now there's so many things that I really shouldn't have ever been watching at work that I now can watch in the privacy of my own office. Um, no, I do. I love this book. I love this movie. I love this character. And he absolutely deserves to move forward. But okay. there is just something you know in deep within the cockles of my heart that loves the, the 80s slashers that is a dennis leary yeah, reference yeah. if i ever heard one oh yeah maybe even in the sub cockle area <laughs> um, but yes yeah no i mean 80s slashers is is that's my bread and butter and i have to say that i re-watched this because it had been a while since i watched lumber party massacre and i thought just for s's and g's let me watch Slumber Party Massacre 2 because there may be no better VHS cover. Slumber than Party Massacre. Slumber Party if we Massacre were talking 2. about the driller killer in Slumber Party Massacre 2, <laughs> I'd actually be having more of a difficult time with it. I, I completely yeah. agree with that. Yeah, like yeah. the rockabilly like that, slap, was, that is so much fun. That is. And actually, <laughs> just like a little bonus giggle for me. 
is recently on Jersey Ghouls, we did the episode on Stephen King's The Shining, the made-for-TV movie. Mm-hmm. And because of that, um, with the star being Stephen Weber, I'm like, I want to watch Wings. So I have actually been re-watching Wings on Hulu for the last couple weeks. And then when I turn on Slumber Party 2 and Helen from Wings is the star of Slumber Party 2 being haunted. The Jackie versus is crumbling. <laughs> oh <my laughs> Not since this. But no, I, I, watching that movie, it was so fun. And it was just like, what the fuck? Fever dream. I'm like, there's a musical number. And, and again, like I stated, probably one of the best VHS covers. It's so good. It's Slumber Party 2. It is. It is one of the best. It's one that I, I you know, I can just... When I'm just closing my eyes, like think about a fun movie cover. It is that one. There are chicks in lingerie. There's a guitar with a drill and a guy in a leather jacket. Yeah. Bring it home. I Yeah, it's definitely one of those I want to find in the wild. Yeah. 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 I have to also just give Amy Holden Jones some love here because not only do I think what one of the things that makes Slumber Party Massacre so interesting and works so well is the fact that it was done by a woman because it really does kind of challenge the notions of the male gaze, challenge the notions of what a slasher can and should be or what a woman should do with slasher. But also she wrote Mystic Pizza, y'all. That's my jam. I mean, I am nothing if not a lover of that film and a lover of her work. So um, it is sad to see him go. I think he's a really good, creepy serial killer. I think just... Running amok in a sorority house is such an, an OG slasher thing to do. So I, while I kind of completely respect your guys' choice, it is sad to see uh, Slumber Party Massacre get uh, voted off here. And I, I think if everything goes well, the next round is going to be a real doozy for y'all. Because the next one is Frank Zito from Maniac against Leatherface. Um. Yeah, not as easy as it might seem at first glance. Well, that's the thing, because my gut instinct is like Leatherface, because like I yeah. love Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I think it'd be different. I think it'd be different if we were looking at that entire family. If we were looking at the Sawyer family, I'd be like, absolutely. Leatherface kind of falls in this weird category where he's kind of just the victim of the life he grew up in, essentially. Like, not so much in the first movie. So we do have to take the first movie into account. But I feel like time and time again, there's been movie after movie where a big chunk of it is like, you can empathize towards, you can you can plead mm-hmm. your case yes. to Leatherface and get set free, essentially. Because he's kind of just like Which this in, in, yeah. innocent In the second land. movie, he, yeah, she, she does, basically. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. like, Frank is just... Just delusional and crazy. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> I didn't even mean. That. I, I'm not. I'm actually not sure where I'm leaving. Oh my on god, this that's kid. shocking to me. Okay, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna stay calm. God. <laughs> I don't have the Texas Chainsaw fanaticism that uh, a lot of other people have. I think it's a good movie, but it is never something I reach for. Although, um, one of the cutest pop vinyl toys that I oh. have is my leather face he is adorable um but yeah like, I don't have that like insane fanaticism for Texas Chainsaw so the fact that I'm gonna vote for Frank over Leatherface, like that's kind of you know yeah. no skin off my back like that's I a, think that's a Jackie that, vote if I ever heard of it um, yeah, I, just, I just think that a little bit of which movie do I want to watch which you know, while mm, we you know what, but I was gonna watch Maniac for Giggles. Like, yeah, I watched it a couple oh, times. Fuck me, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I was about to say that you know Frank is scarier, more threatening, but I can Frank. immediately backpedal that because here comes a dude with somebody else's face on his right. face. You yeah. know, right. it's like it yeah. is. It is really a tough yeah. choice, but. I think I think my gut wants me to. I'm gonna vote for Frank, and I'm right. probably so gonna be outvoted. So, and that's okay. But no disrespect to to Mr. Face, but I am gonna I'm gonna vote for Frank from Mania. Wow, Stephen, I'll let you decide if I'm doing a tiebreaker or not. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was one that I watched uh, when I was babysitting my cousins many many years ago, and it took me a long time to rewatch. Uh, when he slams the door open, takes the, you know, the victim away and it's that iconic shot. Uh, the movie really creeped me out um, as a child. There's a few of them where I just like wouldn't rewatch. Uh, that was one of them. Now, if you would have told me we were doing 
Frank from the original Maniac, I would have had a harder time. Okay. Um, even though I find the Maniac remake very enjoyable, and if anyone's ever listened to me on Analog Jones, I really don't like remakes. It really irritates me. So that, that's saying a lot. But I got to go with the iconic Leatherface, who is carrying one of the worst franchises on his shoulders because oh, they just God. seem to get worse and worse. Oh, but amen. don't get me started on this new piece right. of trash. All right, I'm gonna. I'll break the tie. Then I'm going with Leatherface on this, and I and I think for the I same reason. Well, I think for the same reason. Like when I hear Maniac, I don't think of Elijah Wood. Like my like when I hear Frank from Maniac, I do think of the original movie first, and how like grimy and uncomfortable he makes me. Whereas like Elijah Wood is just as twisted and evil, but I can't. I can't. I just can't look at those baby blues and be uncomfortable. <laughs> So yeah, I think Leatherface moves forward. Again, iconic opening shot that reveal. Yeah. I mean, even actually, no, and iconic opening shot. Just, I know that's not Leatherface. That's why I said like, I feel like the Sawyer family as a Mm -hmm. whole probably would have just been as equally. But like that, that zoom out of a corpse that they just for shits and giggles Mm -hmm. dug out of a grave and like wired onto like some weird display of art. Like, I think that it's interesting that we're going to have a Leatherface Hannibal matchup because there is as crazy different as they are. There is so much overlap. overlap. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of overlap there. That's going to be an interesting one. Um, This one's a tough one, man. Gecko brothers against daddy and Adam Meeks from frailty. So the Gecko brothers and the Meekses. Well, I'm a very religious man, so the the minxes aren't going to fuck with me. So I'm gonna... <laughs> not safe. Sometimes yeah, I forget not he's safe. saying that in earnest. Like I'm yeah. like, ah, that's lo- oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I work for yeah. I work for multiple churches, that's so amazing. they'd be like, oh, yeah. I love him. Yeah. He's great. So, I tell you what, yeah. that's that's amazing. No, I'm definitely a demon on on Father. <laughs> thousand. I am a demon. Yeah. Yes, I do accept yeah. that. But if Bill, pa- if anybody's going to kill me. Bill Paxson can kill me. Ooh, sure can. He's he can. At that he daddy can. just staring. Yeah. I'm gonna go with if anybody on this list could kill me, it's Seth Gecko. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but I will say that I remember the first time I ever watched From Dusk Till Dawn. It was like a Fox TV broadcast. Oh wow! Thing. And and even edited for television. Was the pussy dialogue in there at all? Like no, the, no, yeah. but but you could tell that like but like. It, it was almost creepier. And then I like, saw the movie and realized like it's edited to not show you what happened anyway. Right. But like, oh, in the room. In the room. But like, yeah, that funny. unsettled me so much Amazing. that I shut off the movie before I ever got to the vampires. It wasn't until college that I saw the vampire portion of that, that movie. That scene really disturbs me. So I think yeah. that that alone is that moment is so much more unsettling to me than anything that happens in frailty that I'm going to, I think I'm. I'm ready. Gecko. Yeah. I'm okay. going with on this. Yeah, I'm with you. That scene haunted me for a good long while, for sure. Especially when he's like, come sit next to me on the bed. Yeah. Like, it's just so fucking creepy. Yeah. Um, me. Um, I yeah. Think, I, I think Steve is going to have to break a tie. No, oh. no. I'm going to go with the Gecko you Brothers. Are. As okay. much as much as um, another RIP, Bill Paxton. Mm-hmm. I love you dearly, Bill Paxton. Um yeah, no, coming down to if we're going to look at this serial killer versus a serial killer, what they're doing, how they're doing it. Again, I'm going to go back to the same reasoning I've done with a couple other rounds where Bill Paxton thought he was doing it for the greater good. He yeah. thought he was ridding this world of demons. He said, the yep. end of times is coming. I need to save my family. In his mind, there was some sort of merit to what he was doing. The Gecko brothers... They just, they just, yeah. they're crazy. They yeah. are just There is crazy. an ambiguity to the movie, right? Yeah. Like you can never say for sure in mm-hmm. frailty that they're definitely not demons, right? Like yeah. Yeah. It's, it's open-ended. Yeah. Um. So there is, you're right. They get, uh, I can live with that. Steve, just out of curiosity, how would you have voted on this? Well, man, I'm the exact opposite. Uh, I grew up Pentecostal and I had a Jehovah's Witness grandma. So I am terrified of organized religion. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, holy shit if anyone knows about those two um yeah. that pretty much paints a picture of mine but honestly um you know it's different like if this was a giant cover-up by like the catholic church doing this and killing demons and stuff i'd be a little bit more terrified this is just like a family in the middle of nowhere uh so yeah the get-go brothers are um 
going to get the vote for sheer dialogue and idiotic, you know, like idiotic moves and dragging a dipshit brother around who's a creep. I, I'm going to vote for that all day. Nice. All right. I can live with it. So the Gecko Brothers move on. And uh, last one on this side, John Doe from Seven against Billy from Black Christmas, y'all. I... Oh no, this is tough because I think that you're looking at what you're comparing is killing with reason and killing with none. You know what I mean? Like Billy is just there and he's just doing his thing and there's no drive to it. Whereas like John Doe has such like a very overly thought out drive of like, I'm going to teach the world how, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's flawed bullshit logic. No, 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 but, but but, but it's like, in his mind, he's like, no, like I'm I'm sending a message. Whereas like Billy's just like, I don't know, just like Billy is almost like the strangers, like you were home. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's and there's something scary to me. Like obviously I do have the privilege of being a white male in America. Right, right. But still to this day, like living alone, when I walk in my house, the lights are off and there's always that part of me that's like, could someone be in this house right yeah. now? I joked that like, I imagine that there's someone who lives in my walls and that when I like close and lock my bedroom door, they're just like having their way about the house. And as long as they don't bother me, I don't care. I think his name's Bruno, but we don't talk about <laughs> No, no, we don't talk about it at all. But, but like, I, I think that that Billy, I'm going to, I think I'm giving it to Billy. Wow. Because Billy just, that movie still, I've watched that movie almost every December Same since again. I saw it, and it still really unsettles me. Just like that closing shot where it's just like, they just are zooming out of that house and you see that face just oh, in the window God. and you know that they didn't catch the guy. Right, and that's and probably like, <laughs> Yeah, like now there's, I mean, Billy is a fucking force, man. And and I love Black Christmas, so you don't have to, you don't just miss my arm. Jackie. No, I want, I want Steven to <laughs> Again, I'm opposite of Matt. Uh, see, I'm constantly attacked as a white male in this country. <laughs> <laughs> that laugh uh, actually broke. Like, I, all audio clicked. Like, it just stopped, clicked. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a tough one. But uh, the sheer amount of detail behind Seven um, is something that I will vote for. And I do have a, this is weird why I'm voting for this, but I'm, I'm going to put it out there is anytime I see a killer who like does all the writing in the notebooks, it makes my hand hurt so much that wow. it terrifies me. <laughs> like I have like cramp, I don't know, fearness, like in my hand, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how do you do that? You're crazy. Like even if he didn't kill anyone, I would find him terrifying. Like who writes yeah. that much? But anyway, that's just a weird <laughs> tangent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so wow. Jondo is my vote. So, All right, so Jackie's got to break the, the tie. I am breaking the tie, and I know I, I knew from the moment um, it's going to be John Doe. Okay. Um, to me, his like like Stephen was saying, the attention to detail. Um, I love the fact that. A, a, over a year prior, he was planning. He started executing this whole entire thing year, mm-hmm. over a year before everything was happening. Um, I love those moments when, you know, I mean, he's this brilliant psychotic killer to have this all planned out. And I love that moment when they figured something out before him and they caught him off guard in, in the hallway mm-hmm. and just everything that happens from start to finish. I love at the end that he himself was guilty and was like, I know he, he knew Brad Pitt's character enough to know that he's like, you are going to help me finish this, but you are going to help. But me I was going to say, you could even make the argument of like, did they even truly catch him off guard or was that always part of his plan? Cause he knew where the package was supposed to show up. He knew, he knew that he was part of the plan. So like, I don't know. I, I just, it does leave a lot of questions. Yeah. Se- I mean, seven is a brilliant seven is a film that literally resurrected what could have been a very dead career for, for David, because like yeah. he went from music videos to alien three that was so heavily panned and hated mm-hmm. that. Like if seven didn't work, I don't think we would get any of the Fincher stuff that we got after that. Fact. Yeah. That like, might be very fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Billy, Billy is no more. 
Uh, next one is Harry Powell from Night of the Hunter against the Firefly clan. It, it's insane to me that I'm literally having trouble trying to decide if I'm going to vote for a hillbilly clown versus a character who's among the AFI 100 greatest, greatest films, films ever made. Yeah. But I'm thinking of who would be more willing to try to kill me. And I, I don't think I'm on, I'm not on Henry or Harry Powell's radar. He doesn't, I'm, I'm, not, I'm an adult man. So I'm going to say that the uh, fire, I think the fire, the Firefly family, I would not want to be in that weird house of, of murders and twists and they turns. All, they all scare me in such different and exciting and weird ways. We haven't even talked about grandpa's just there like screaming oh, and yelling. And, like, he is great. <laughs> During the, the performance scene when he yeah. does his jokes, I'm like, yeah. I'd be like, what's his oh, name's character? I'd be oh, Chris Hardwick just I'd dying die in the crowd. <laughs> um, I'm all about a good and approach joke. Um, all right, who's next? Who's voting? Anybody going Harry here? I mean, I, I can tell you that uh, I, I could care less about the AF High Top 100. I mean, what? <laughs> that's a that's a podcast. That's a podcast. That's a podcast <laughs> round. Yeah. No, I hate the Top 100 films. I think that thing is so outdated and voted by old people who are like, ugh, curmudgeon. Uh, but anyway, okay, to okay. the actual vote, um, I think this is where Captain Spaulding is going to have to like tap out um, because I actually found Night of the Hunter, yeah, uh, even though I just decimated the top 100 i i think this is a fantastic film even though it has a lot of the tropes that irritate the hell out of me from older films where they're like making speeches to everyone in front of the camera you yeah. know i can't stand that but um he's really messed up yeah i mean captain spaulding just does it because it's a good laugh you know he's just messed up and doing all that uh which i appreciate and this is why it's hard to vote against mr spaulding uh my my favorite clown. Um, so I actually feel a little sick, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with the hunter here. Uh, I mean, when you're hunting down children, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. yeah. So Jackie, once again, um, breaking the tie here. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. Harry Powell. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, that was what you really, you were with me. Oh, that never happens. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. Devastated here, but okay. Listen, I agree with you. I think it's a great film. I think something about him hunting those kids down, the way the bad bitch helps them out, all of that, I hear you. My pen's running. But um, that's why you always have a spare. But at the end of the day, God, the Firefly clan to me. Like, no, they're they're just my favorite. Yeah, like yeah, no, they're they're, they're definitely they're definitely deserving to be here. They're terrifying, horrific rapey murdery horrible right? like they, i mean the when when otis makes like the mermaid out of what's his face chris, hardwick, like chris yeah. hardwick and like just the brutality of them and dr sane if you even want to include him as part of the clan captain spaulding my god i love the, that movie i love the entire even listen as weak as the third one is and it is weak I still love the trilogy. I wouldn't, I would always pound for Night of the Hunter is a great movie. And I, I've gushed about it on the show, but man, I'm so sad that the Firefly clan did not make it to the top four, y'all. All right. All right. Well, because they're ending and we're going through this so fast, can I um, just completely uh, disagree with everyone with the love of Rob Zombie that we had in the first uh, episode? <laughs> I cannot stand yeah. this guy's filmmaking. Um, oh, no, no. I'm talking about him I, as a person. I think he's a trash filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, I. well, I, I'm just, I don't know him as a person. Uh, he's puts on a very entertaining concert. I think he's more of a segment director uh, where he does small portions of his films really well, like a music video. Um, so, yeah, and I have no faith in his new movie, The Monsters wow. Coming Out, even though I know he loves it. And my old co-host loves Rob Zombie yeah. and completely disagrees with me in a lot of the Rob Zombie I mean, well, like even like Lords of Salem, you weren't a fan of like, no, no, I can't. I liked uh, the devil's reject. I liked some of the first Halloween. I liked uh, some of house of a thousand corpse, but I cannot. And this kind of goes back to um, why I voted against uh, natural born killers movies where characters are just constantly screaming at each other. Like yeah. it, it no longer has an effect. It's so, all one level of screaming. Stephen, I have and a question like, for no you. No depth. With Rob, 
have you ever seen Rob Zombie's cartoon, The Haunted World of El Supervisto? No. You should check it out. <laughs> I know how much I mean, you like crazy adult animation. It's like Paul Giamatti's The Voice of Dr. Satan. <laughs> it's just a wacky, like, if a Grindhouse movie got turned into an 80s Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Well, I mean, his characters in the his movies are cartoons. <laughs> I mean, the, the characters in his movies, in my opinion, are cartoons. So it kind yeah. of doesn't surprise me that he could do a cartoon well. Yeah. No, it's it's not they great. It's right? very, it's probably quite, I haven't seen it in a hot minute, but it's pretty offensive. Um, I even remember oh, watching it in college, but it, it definitely, you're like, oh man, this dude fucking loves Looney Tunes. <laughs> like, and you just feel that throughout the whole movie. All right, let's go to the easy one that we have. All right, next up is uh, Norman Bates versus Joseph from Creep. Yeah, I'm just gonna oh, say Norman Bates right here. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think we need to go yeah. much further with that. All I will say is, if you haven't seen Creep One, or if you haven't seen Creep Two, um, definitely watch them. They're both on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. If you go to Creep Two, you get what I love about that. And you know, we'll I'll I'll just put a little tiny segment of we're a feminist podcast. When it gets to the point in that scene, that is all about just like bearing yourself. Mm-hmm. So we get full frontal male. Mm-hmm. And when it's time for the girl, they only go to the top. Mm-hmm. She goes all the way and takes her clothes off, but the camera never pans down. It's like very respectful that it's like, hey, we've seen full frontal female nudity a million times. I think Here's this weird. Here's this weird. And I was very appreciative of the wiener. Thank you for coming to my feminist corner. Uh, yeah, but if you haven't seen Creep, I, I highly recommend it. I am a big fan of like the found footage, the video camera POV kind of movies. So this movie was also like very up my alley. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on POV. I think it's hard to do it well. But when it's done well, it's great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, 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 I agree. All right. All right. Um, this also for independent. Uh, you could also say with Creep for independent filmmakers, it was made so cheap and done so well that it really shows you like the bigger the budget doesn't make the better the movie. Yeah, yeah. they did a hell of a job. It was. It was for what it was. It was really impressive what they did there. This one and it was fun. 82 minutes. For the love of God, can we get more movies like that? Yes, <laughs> Dude. yes, I watched the last duel last night. And while I think it's very brilliant, I don't think I need it two and a half hours. Yeah, oh God, <laughs> like, right? Um, all right, this one's interesting. It's going to be Angela from Sleepaway Camp against Pamela from Friday the 13th. So this is a hard one, y'all. Ooh, wow. I, I, um, I know who I'm voting for, but I want to hear everyone's thoughts. <laughs> um, wow. This, honestly, right now, this is... The toughest one that we've this had? Is, this one's really tough. Yeah, like, how do we... Wow, Pamela versus Angela. And I'm not allowed to think about Sleepaway Camp 3. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't even know where to start. All right, I'll start us off. I'll start us off. I'm leaning towards Angela. And the reason why is that at 12 years old, she's already having some of the most innovative and brutal ways that I've seen people get killed in a movie. Whereas like Pamela Voorhees, yeah, she's got that arrowhead through Kevin Bacon's neck for sure. But the rest of the movie's kind of basic. <laughs> just, just a lot of hatchets and faces or, or knives across necks. There is nothing that makes me tighten my butthole more than the, the hair curler kill in Sleepaway yeah. Camp compared to anything that happens in that first Friday the 13th movie. But yeah, no, I, the kill, that's what I keep thinking about. And like, if I had to vote where I'd lean. And I think you make a good point there. Well, Jackie, you always go with motive. You seem to kind of like yeah. go back to that. Now we have revenge with Pamela. Angela, is her motive just torture? <laughs> it's just like I like to torture people. Um, no, I, it's more than that. Angela is Angela is. It goes deeper than that because it's like I think the fact that she was getting bullied is the straw on the camel's back compared to being forced to secretly live as a girl, even though you know you're not a girl. And I remember this was something we covered very early on for Horror Movie Night. And we were debating, like, is this movie transphobic? Is this movie this, that, and the other thing? And we got a good conversation. And we got an email from a trans horror fan that was like, I actually love this movie because it's the inverse of what my experience was. It was 
you know, I was born a specific way, but I knew I wasn't the proper sex. And mm-hmm. this is a situation where someone's born the proper sex and someone is forcing them to be the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, I feel like it really shows that she's like, I think that movie is actually an easy way for me to start that conversation mm-hmm. with people is like, how horrifying would this of, be for right, you? Like having to be something you're not. Yeah. So. That's interesting. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's tough because both of them have like really traumatic uh, backgrounds, you know, one losing a child, one being forced to be, you know, live a life is what you aren't, you know, uh, so I guess kind of just like throw the motives out because yeah. they, they kind of wash, they tie. Mm-hmm. Um, both are like, Ugh, okay, that sucks. Right. Yeah. And then we go into the kills and we go into kills and I agree with Matt 100%. I think the kills are a lot more inventive in sleepaway camp and now i'm like well i guess i have to go with sleepaway camp because when it comes to the iconic shots there is nothing like the end of sleepaway camp yeah i i mean there's it just doesn't i mean i know there's jason jumping out of the creek or you know jumping out of the lake and everything at the end but that's jason that has nothing to do with pam at least with angela that is angela like that's angela exposed and it's kind of like oh wow that uh that scene right there i mean I think just makes it win against an iconic uh, franchise like uh, mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. So I'm voting with Angela. Oh, okay. Okay. Really- you know what? Honestly, like I, I will go with the group and give it the sweep only because okay. I could see merit in either going forward and I don't have to make that decision. So they, I'll just go with the group. Like, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I will let that go. Interesting. All right. So panel of Voorhees is gone. And finally uh, to round out our, our top eight, what do they call it? The- this is the, uh, the, the elite, elite eight. eight. Um, we have Leslie Vernon versus Patrick Bateman. I, this is a toss up. I don't know. Which so, way so it's got to be brought up again that Patrick Bateman theoretically could have killed nobody. Theoretically, yeah. I think I think that that is at, at this point in the conversation. I just in my core, I cannot put someone in the elite eight if we have no real true clarification that they killed anybody (laughs) you're getting stuck on that that's that's, fair okay that's fair so leslie vernon for you leslie vernon for me because i just my interpretation of that movie time and time again no matter how many times i've watched has been this is in his head (laughs) i always think it's in his head too that he's just a fucking loser who wishes he could be that bad um wow all right i don't how about you guys that you're both kind of not well i get matt's point of like he might not have killed anyone and uh i watch this movie last night this is the freshest in my mind and i find this as a really fun movie versus a performance that's just unreal i mean him as patrick bateman what he does and how he just like captures the film is like better than the film and uh that's how i judge it but Again, I feel uh, like you could say the same for Nathan in Leslie Vernon. Like that movie would not work with any other actor playing that character either. I think. I think he brings such a charm to the yeah, character I think he, Leslie Vernon. I think he does do a great job, but I don't. I don't it's not even compare iconic, him. Yeah. I don't even compare him to what was I, done with Norma. That's, yeah, that's I, very I like, fair. Okay. But uh, I mean, what movie do I want to watch? Leslie Vernon. Yeah. Um, what movie do I respect more when it comes to a performance? It's American, uh, it's American Psycho. <laughs> so <laughs> now I, I tell you what is going to break it for me is when he runs down the hallway, butt ass naked with yeah. white sneakers on and he's carrying a chainsaw, just <laughs> like, ah! yeah. everything. I think that wins. And also I would like to point out, I've always wondered why more killers don't do this he just walks up to a homeless man stabs him to death and like gets his blood fixed that way i've always wondered why we don't hear yeah. more about that it, it ha- probably happens more often than we know of they just yeah. don't care most of the time unfortunately no no i i mean like when we're reading about serial killers and everything like most of the time it's like uh they find someone you know uh, i don't know i'm not very good with serial killers but it seems like they kill someone they know and i'm like what are you doing you can't get away with that eventually they're gonna get you all right, so it looks like, so we're tied, it looks like. Uh, it's also on Jackie. Jackie's vote. We have one for Leslie Vernon and one for Patrick Bateman. Man, you've been the tiebreaker almost you this have, entire. Man. No pressure. <laughs> Just remember at the end of the day, you're the best one. Yeah. So really, I do know yeah. wrong either yeah. way. Yeah, whatever you, we might as well just go with whatever Jackie votes right. for right. and moves forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Leslie Vernon. Yes! <laughs> that's an upset to me. That's, Only that's because I tend to agree. I tend to agree that we don't know if he actually killed anybody. But I also said the same thing about identity of it's all in the guy's head. But this is what's presented on screen. Yeah. So I'm going to take it as, all right. yes, he killed those people because we have it on screen. But he's also like yuppie douchebag and mm-hmm. Leslie Vernon is just far too charming. Yeah. And if, if I'm going enough. to be killed. You want it to be Leslie. Yeah, Leslie we've said Vernon. a lot of these votes are which really? one does Jack you want to fuck? <laughs> I didn't say that I wanted to fuck him. I just simply said. You would admire him from I above. Guess. as It, it as would be fine. Wow. It would be fine. Yes. I, I was amazed how fast we cruised through the Elite Eight. That was just like, whoa. That's why I decided to take a second and like discuss Angela and Pam. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's going to get, I think, sure. I think it's to, about it's to get gonna, a lot it's tougher. It's about to get a lot harder. Yeah. Are you guys ready for the, for the next one? So we're up to the Elite Eight. Let's kick it off with Hannibal from Silence of the Limbs versus Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw. Good luck, y'all. Can we please put Leatherface to bed? No. Please, please, please. I literally am sitting here thinking I'm going to vote Leatherface. No, let us put Leatherface to bed and vote Hannibal. Because just, I like Hannibal. I like Silence of the Limbs more than I like Texas Chainsaw. Wow. Um, I'm here for the the intelligent killer. Like, wine me, dine me, tell me all about the beautiful vistas of the world. And then kill me. And then, you know... Eat my brains. That sounds like something a liberal would say. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, wow. To be contrarian <laughs> and put more pressure on Stephen's shoulders. <laughs> I'm going with Leatherface on this. Oh, I got to hear why. This is going to be good. Well, I was thinking about it, right? There's so much overlap, right? There's a lot. Both, of both of them. And again, I know I keep combining the Sawyer family in this, and I really shouldn't. But like, there is an artistry to what both of them do, right? Like, like I always think of in, in Sons of the Lambs after the jailbreak and it's like the corpse like sprawled mm-hmm. out in the cage. And there's the wearing people's skin aspect of both of them. And there's the cannibalism aspect of both of them. There is like a shocking amount of overlap. But I think because Hannibal is so refined, it almost makes it less scary to me than the pure chaotic nonsense that is just like no rhyme or reason. <laughs> It's like, we're just going to dig up a corpse and string it up in the cemetery just for shits and giggles. And we're going to like try to turn this into a game of us just chasing you. And we're not going to kill you. We're going to drag out a rotting corpse of a human and have him feebly try to hit you over the head with this hammer. Like all of that is so much more terrifying. Admittedly, again, that's a lot of the Sawyer focus, but none of what they do would be possible if they didn't have this beefy, unstoppable machine of a man yeah. that also looks great in a in a draggy mm-hmm. dinner gown. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you put, here's, or obviously I, I'm trying to influence the vote here, but you put them in a, in a room together. Leatherface is walking out in my opinion. Because Hannibal's smart, but you're not gonna, I mean, full, like just brute strength with a chainsaw, like fight power. Hannibal's, what's Hannibal gonna do? Like out, like out talk them? They're not gonna have a debate. We really need to make that celebrity death match episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll sit down with him and they will get to the to the root of his problem. The best. Yeah. He will. He will, he will psychoanalyze him. He will. He'll calm him down. He'll sit there and put on like classical music. Yeah. He'll Shostakovich and he'll, yeah. he'll, 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 the music will soothe. Yeah, the he might trick him. Yeah, he might trick him into. Uh, I whatever. think that Hannibal would outwit him. Okay. I don't think that brute force stops Hannibal Lecter. All right, it's all down to you, Stephen. It's all on me. Okay. Hannibal Lecter, the man who's so smart, but yet he constantly gets caught or wants <laughs> to be caught. Um, <laughs> I don't know which one it is. Uh, for a smart guy, he's, you know. Uh, and then Letterface is just, you know, a, a one note. I know he uses that mallet. I get it. But uh, he's a one note pony who's just smashing his way. He's a bull in the china shop. Uh, and I respect both. Uh, so as I'm going to break this tie, I'm going to tell you why I voted. I'm going to vote for Leatherface. It's just what it is. Uh, I'm going to tell you why. That first film is so good. And he's so iconic that he is created a franchise that just seems to keep getting worse like especially with the brand new one that just came out on netflix was just boring boring and pointless 
from the Sally's point of view. I don't want to ruin it too much. So I'm impressed that you can create a film and a character who's kind of like Boba Fett. There's not a lot of depth to him, but it just keeps going. I feel like the only comparable franchise to a movie that started so good that we've had over 10, like 10 sequels of goodwill making is like Hellraiser. You're reading my mind. I was going to ask the question because I know with Hellraiser, Pinhead was never meant to be the, like the, 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 the focus of the movies. Yeah. Was Leatherface supposed to be what he, I mean, when you think Texas Chainsaw, Obviously, we put him on the list and not the Sawyer family. Like, was Leatherface in the same vein of of Pinhead where they became the ipso facto, like, mascot of the series? I'm pretty sure every original poster for Texas Chainsaw Massacre was something with Leatherface holding a chainsaw. So, I mean, it also helps that it's literally called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and only one of them carries a chainsaw in the movie. So that may have just been branding. I mean, he does commit all the murders. Like. He does commit most of the murders. I just, it's weird. I mean, the Hellraiser thing is a whole other right. can of worms. Uh, I, Hellraiser is a very complicated thing to me because you're right. Pinhead was never supposed to be the, the focal point. And there's, I've, I've made the argument a million times that like, there's this, oh, they're going to do a female pinhead thing. And there's that part of me. It's like, yeah, sure. Cause like it's an androgynous character in the book. The other part of me is like, or we could just create new Cenobites. <laughs> like, yeah. why has why has Pinhead been so focal in this franchise when it's like you literally can create as many hell spawn demons as possible? Why are we just making a pin faced person over and over again? Where, where's, <laughs> like, where's another CD Cenobite, dude? You know, just even Chatterer. Like, uh, I yeah. that yeah. dude freaks the I can tell you why it's because no one wants to put that money out there without something to anchor the new that's movie true. It, and that's what it is I mean and it's probably because it's the cheapest makeup prosthetic to do of all of the <laughs> I know like Pinhead was so good that they took other scripts that made no sense and created hell, another Hellraiser film like multiple times and they're like it's, unwatchable uh, movies like yeah here's, they're here's terrible a, here's like a weird film noir thriller but at the very end we're going to just have and <laughs> pop up and slam the Hellraiser name on it. At least right. with Leatherface, you know, throughout this entire time with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think the scripts have been dreadful, but at least they've been scripts about, about. Texas Chainsaw yeah. or Leatherface. <laughs> All right. Okay. So Leatherface moves into the final four. Me too. I'm happy about you it. Guys, like seriously, so predictable. I'm really confused on where I'm going to go with this one, though. All right. So the next one is Gecko Brothers from, from Dust Till Dawn. Versus John Doe of seven. Both very worthy competitors. <laughs> I John Doe. Okay. Steven, let me know if I have to do a tiebreaker or not. No, you don't. Uh, you remember when I was, uh, I, you know, made a joke that Jackie's like, well, I want the intelligent, I like the intelligent killer and everything like that. I'm with her on this one. Uh, okay. The This guy's so smart. He's so, the details down. And I even saw a YouTube video where they said like he knew his wife was pregnant because at the very beginning they show him uh, like a pregnancy book in front of him while he's writing. And like, even that detail, like just to go, if that's true, who knows? Uh, I'm pretty sure it is. Cause why would they put that in the beginning? I just love the detail in that film and Brad Pitt. I mean, yeah, it's Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, he's not the killer, but I just get to look at him for like uh, two hours and it's, a, it's a splendid time. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you that my reasoning my that I was so quick with it the reason that I know is something that I said earlier as terrible as the gecko brothers are especially Quentin Tarantino's character um George Clooney becomes the reluctant hero yeah he has his moments of good so Mm -hmm. there are parts where he is no longer the villain you are rooting for him as the hero of the film that's valid so that is my reasoning where John Doe is just He's 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 bad from the get-go. I would have ultimately, I think, fallen into John Doe as well. But it's a shame you're all wrong, but okay. Yeah. yeah. I, know I mean, I love the Gecko brothers. I will still say that because I think because I saw Seven for the first time in college, all of the stuff that would be horrifying still yeah. didn't hit as much as being 10 watching that bedroom scene <laughs> from Dust Till Dawn. Like that really like yeah. like that is something I can still vividly remember how uncomfortable it made me feel. But all right, I'm fine with that. 
I'm not. I can I say would... I would rather watch Dust Till Dawn than Seven yes. again. I would Marissa. say that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm. I'm oh, well, well, no, Marissa. What? What? You should explain why. Why do you disagree with us? I, I like it. So I, I think that at the end of the day, when I'm looking at what I really love about, like, what I'm in it for with serial killers and horror, the Gecko Brothers personify everything that's perfect about it. I want the reluctant hero. I want the redemption of the character because you know what i'm not mad at seth by the end of from dust till dawn i want him to get the money and i want him to get away when he when juliet lewis tries to go with him and he's like i'm, a, I'm an asshole but i'm not that big of an ass that kind of asshole whatever the line is it's it's so like you do you love him you you he's become the hero of the film the bad guy dies right the bad brother dies and gets what he has coming and i, I just mm-hmm. think if he goes like I, I it's as crazy as it is if, if seth goes on to have another couple of murders under his belt. I'm not going to be mad at them. Um, I, just, I have a- I, For me, John Doe is great. It's terrifying. He's a little, he's just a little fucking shit to me. Like he's one mm-hmm. of those serial killers that when they get caught and he dies or whatever, like you're like, motherfucker. Like he almost to me hits too close to why I hate real life serial killers. Whereas for me, the Gecko brothers are more of an escapism. And more of a fun, you know, romp. And yeah, the the Richie scenes are so fucking cringy. Mm-hmm. But I I just love the film. And yeah, pound for pound, I, to me, Seven is such a hard watch. Like it's it's a dreary landscape of misery. And even and now, how funny what's in the box has become in pop culture. This that just the idea of his that like the only person in the film with any sort of emotional warmth to die. And the theme of just how fucked our world is. I don't need that shit in my life. So for me, I'm like, yeah, can't go brother titty twister all day, motherfuckers. Like, so it breaks my heart to see these uh, a sociopath and his brother, who to me create the perfect fucking serial killers, get 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 axed by a, a little shit that I hate. So that's my that's my logic. <laughs> can I take a moment to switch the uh, the? I'm gonna be the judge here, and I want to know, Marissa. George Clooney with tattoos or without tattoos? Ooh, with tattoos. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. I think that's a hot take. I don't think the rest of the world's going to agree with me on that. I think most okay. of right. Yeah. Right. Like clean cut George Clooney over tatted. Even bad. Like, and he it's a bad tattoo look good. Yeah. Which is hard. It's a bad 90s tattoo, but I'm still And it's like it. all up the neck mm. and everything. But mm. I, I don't know that there's anybody else that I would go for with that, but George Clooney. Oh yeah, it works. Yeah, and like the shirt so. with the jacket, like the suit jacket on top. Oh, mm-hmm. it's all working for yeah. me. Now, now oh. Cheech played three different characters in that film, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. If you had to marry, kill, or, or fuck, <laughs> which Cheech character? Right, wait, I have to define so, all three. Of so there was the border, border yeah, guy, border control, mm-hmm. the. The, 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 the yeah the, the barker yeah the barker yeah. that was the word i was looking for and then he's the guy that they're supposed to meet up with at the end That's of the movie right. um oh i'm definitely i'm killing the border patrol one same yep um i'm fucking the drug cartel one and i'm marrying the pussy one we're gonna have fun <laughs> oh, yeah. he's gonna treat me right now no yeah. yeah we're gonna have I think we, all three of us fell in the exact yep. same right <laughs> outside next to him like chirping about the titty twister we're gonna have some fun like you know oh that was a good f mary kill though dude steven is your choice the same on that too uh i think i would fuck the titty twister one because that would be a good time but i don't i don't want to marry that one i I think i'd marry the uh, cartel you know i i want to be cushy um i want to be a boy toy or you know whatever it is uh you know a sugar Sugar. So he would be my sugar daddy. Yeah. yeah, you would be, you would definitely, he would take yeah. care of the, you know, to be fair, you might be right there. I think you'd have a cush life being married to a drug cartel guy. Yeah. You know? Until I died because, you know, eventually. Oh, the until the bottom falls out eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I would testify against him immediately. They'd be like, listen, if you want whatever you want, yeah, I, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> I was safe. Yeah. I, I married this cartel guy for a reason. Okay. <laughs> Awesome, you guys. All right, we've got our we've got two on that side. Harry Powell, who I gotta be honest, I'm shocked is making it this far versus Norman Bates. Prepare to be shocked even more because I actually think I'm gonna go with Henry oh, Harry Powell. Wow. And I was this would have played out a little bit differently if my firefight, well, no, probably not. Firefight family, I would have also probably pushed, but we're officially in the point where we're in the final four. Mm-hmm. I don't well, think we have picking our final four, yeah. Well, we're about to mm-hmm. we're about to hit the final four. Who's yep. moving into the final four? Yep. I don't think a killer that I empathize as much as I do with Norman Bates 
has the killer instinct that deserves the final four <laughs> status. Wow, you empathize with him that much where you like forgive him his... Especially, yeah, I, because I think, here, here's the thing. When you watch that movie Psycho, it does a trick. There's a lot of great tricks in it. But when there's a part where the car isn't sinking into the swamp and you as like the viewer are oh rooting God, for right? him You're to like, succeed. You're like, like, and it's like, but at that time, you still don't even know that he's supposedly, obviously we all know when we're watching it right. because it's, a masterpiece 30 40 50 60 years after its release when we're watching it at the time i think audiences felt the same way and did not think that norman was the killer at that point so i think he's just so likable and you watch it and then and then you get those movies and those shows that give you more of a background on like mm-hmm. he had I a rough like show. he has a rough fucked up childhood like like this is so so don't I, fucking don't give him a pass because he had a rough childhood that shit fucking version me off <laughs> but i also just think there is a part of like psycho 2 that's bleeding into this as well for me Uh-oh. Oh, okay 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 jackie jackie okay if it was norman rietta bates oh bull you'd give up you shit. would give her a pass i will pull it because i have i have a thousand okay. episodes that you forgive the female killer because okay, she had a really tough life. Jackie, okay. Yeah. Bullshit. No, I do not. I do um, not give passes to, to killers unless they're going after their fucking their Uh oh. Jackie's got a list. I can see those fingers. I know. <laughs> Go ahead, pull the trigger. What's the, the French extreme one? The one with the chick the high t- tension? Yes. I'll give her a pass. I'll play the clip. <laughs> There's the one. Go, ahead, go fucking pull it from uh, the because I never say it's better or okay. I say that she's fucking psychotic. You give her a pass. She's a tortured person. The 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 what's the uh, audition? You gave her a pass. I did not give her a pass. <laughs> I will play the clip. No, I'm calling bullshit on this. I will find I the never clip. give any of these people a pass. I just say that their torment it creates them. Which is fair, and that's good. But Matt's saying that he kind of sympathizes with Norman, well, maybe a little more than he should. A little bit more than I should. I think it's also Psycho Two bleeding in, where it's like a movie yeah, about a guy. We, we have to. Remember. So Psycho. So I'll give you a quick breakdown of Psycho Two. The premise of Psycho Two is it's like 10, 15 years after the murders. Okay. He's been fully rehabilitated. Okay. He is no longer mother. He is finally Norman for the first time. Okay. And no one will even give him a chance to live a normal life. They're just like, you fucking killer, you piece of shit. And like, they essentially drive him to bring mother back. Like they, they like harass the house to the point that like, to the point, well, some people are so convinced he's the bad guy that they start breaking in and pretending to be mother, telling him to do that's stuff. That's so mean. That's what I mean. So like, that's like the Norman Bates I think of as like, he's a dude who wants to do the right that, thing. Yeah, maybe it's, yeah. it's bleeding in for you there. It it's is, because we have, to, we have to keep and it listen, to the original. I, I do think victimization in childhood is in real life too, such an indi- indication of like the perpetuation of violence. And it often is a trigger, but we have debunked this idea that if you're victimized as a child, that leads to serial killer tendencies. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know what? There's tons of people out there who are fucking victimized as kids who don't go on to be serial killers. <laughs> and so you're right. And I, I actually makes me feel really guilty and bad to think of somebody dressing up his mother being like, Norman! Terrible! Also, I'm just saying, you put him in a room to fight, I think Harry Powell comes out. Oh, God, yeah. Like, so, like, I, and, I, <laughs> and also, here's the thing, like, Norman Bates comes out and is rehabilitated Bitch, I'm skipping that house at Halloween. We ain't going up to yeah. that door. I'm sorry, guys. Like, I'm not buying it. And it's like, shit. you know. It's also a ballsy move to move back to the town. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I know that, I, like, I know we're not going with the sequels, but also, like, it's, like, like Matt said, it's, like, 20 years later. So now we have kind of, like, an older dad-looking Norman Bates with Ooh, kind of, like, gray hair. Yeah. Like, well, gray hair and a cardigan. So he's kind yeah. of, like. Oh, I'm just my no, little I Norman really love Norman. I, I was terrified of mother as a kid. I never saw it coming. When I was a kid, I saw this movie blind and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was floored, you guys. I literally was like the one kid in America who didn't know that Norman Bates was mother. Um, to the, I actually have a funny story. We, my parents, knowing how traumatized I was by the movie, took me to Universal, made me go in the house in California. And there's a part where there's a rocking chair that's automated with the mother in it. Mm -hmm. And I refused, we were on a moving conveyor belt and I just froze. 
and the whole ride had to get shut down because nice. like the whole yeah because uh, i like broke the conveyor and all the people behind me comically were falling over each other <laughs> and all i remember is just my dad being like i'm gonna murder her <laughs> like it was just not like a cute story it was i got in trouble and then i bought my dad bought me a i heart mother t-shirt with like a big stabby knife on it that i rocked for the rest of like my my tweens weird that i wasn't more popular with the guys yeah. but i uh <laughs> so equally weird my <laughs> My first experience seeing Psycho was my aunt took me to see the Vince Vaughn Psycho movie. Shut so up. I saw that before I that saw the original. Yeah. And that's shot for shot, right? For the most part, they oh. had a masturbation scene for no yeah, real reason. Yeah. We, we all can assume that he was masturbating when he was peeking through the window. Yeah, but... Man, the, the shower scene's still so good. I mean, all right, wait. So we haven't decided yet. Though. Yeah, no, I don't even know. Put right. my, so, sorry, I just I'm put out my vote right, and so we have chaos and rocks. One for Harry Powell, because Jackie had to come at me. <laughs> yes. Hey, I if you, if you it's, not fun, it's not a gender thing for me with that. I, it, if, so, you constant, if you make fun of me for being white, I can make fun of you for being white. I make fun of you for being white. I'm not like, you're white like when do i ever make fun of you yeah. for being white yeah no no i saw it the pizza showed up and she was like you want some mayonnaise for that pizza <laughs> <laughs> like... i think for the record i don't think i've ever overtly made fun of you all for being white y'all are white don't get also, me wrong also there ain't no mayo in this yeah. <laughs> like... you want some fucking <laughs> i was gonna ask you for red peppers <laughs> actually <laughs> shake on the mind no, i had them but um yeah, no. Okay, go ahead. What else do I do? I make fun of you for your white eyes. <laughs> right, I think Stephen was waving as if he had something oh, to okay. say. Yeah. No, I was enjoying this. <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, I was like, nothing makes me uh, not want to go home than watching everyone bicker. But no, actually. <laughs> uh, but, um, uh, you know, I don't ever sympathize. And my wife gets mad at me for this because um, <laughs> I always joke trying to pretend to be uber conservative you know i do like the whole like steve Carell thing um but as a liberal i'm like one that doesn't sympathize with them and i'm like yeah throw them in the gas chamber shoot them hang them i don't care i don't want them in a society i don't care about these people they provide nothing for us except what uh all these stupid documentaries that i can't stand that my wife constantly watches <laughs> i'm like stop watching these murderers um so you know i i'm going to vote for Norman Bates because it's Ooh. such an iconic film. Um, I could care less about him as the killer, and I don't. I definitely don't sympathize with him. But man, those shots are beautiful. And oh, when he flips right. around to be the mom as a child, I had no idea. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was and I was just like, that. what? He's I'm so glad that. you said that. Yeah. That yeah. Was so, uh, yeah, it, it does as a side little thing when uh, we're watching like a murder documentary, I come in the end, I go, I don't know, just shoot him. She's like, well, then you can't learn anything. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually with you on that. I really have, after a pretty long career of teaching criminology and really being invested in all this, I'm not sure that these people are rehabil rehabilitable, <laughs> rehabilitationable. Um, because I, and so at that point it's like why are we why are we letting these guys roam around like yeah. can let's let's do something here well, and it's uh, probably one of the most conservative things I say yeah <laughs> what what's the ratio on them being rehabilitated I mean well, like zero. are we doing one, <laughs> even know. if we get one out of ten are we going oh it was worth it you know, like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know and there's no there's never like I don't I can't think of a single case where one was like. Yeah, you know what? I've realized that I don't want to rape and torture small children. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I'm like, fuck it, you know? And like, especially like, I guess it's also the parent in me and stuff. Like, I get so scared yeah, and yeah. horrified. Yeah. So I'm with so you. So Jackie, you have the exciting Jack, job of breaking like, the tie. Tie break this stuff. Because you're not, I mean, you're not throwing your, your. You're not getting in there yeah. quick enough. Yeah, yeah, you're letting it sit. Damn, I don't know. I, I think I know which way you're gonna go. It's gonna make me mad, but. See, I don't, I don't know. I, don't look at me. <laughs> no, honestly, it's like, I have, like, I can argue for either one. Yeah. I mean, you've got somebody who, you know, Norman Bates was, you know, this, he is the product of what his mother was. Yeah. Um, you know, loosely based on Ed Gein and everything that Ed Gein went through. Who struggling has a much lower body count than yeah. you would imagine for the amount of movies based on it. True. I think that those it's like two. Those <laughs> filmmakers were. I think it was so new at that point. Yeah. Harry Powell's character is just. I mean, he's so malicious. Like, there's nothing to sympathize with. There is no. 
I don't even want to say character. I don't want to say, well, I guess Norman Bates does have a bit of a character arc, but I don't know. Like that one is, ah, poop. This is a hard one. This one is really, this one's really tough, I, especially I because, know you know, we, this is going to be for the final four. And yeah, yeah. do I boot Norman Bates, who I think a lot of people, look, they're thinking like Norman Bates is going to have to win. I can't tell you, I would definitely want to kill Powell more because he just wouldn't shut up. <laughs> yeah, Can you imagine being around him. Yeah, if I have to hang out oh. with one of these guys, yeah, agreed. Yeah, like Norm Bates will show you all of his cool dead birds and shit. I know, <laughs> like, have a good time. And this is where I peek. really well with that girl for a little bit. And this is where I peek into the shower and masturbate under the wall, and you're like, um, <laughs> not as cool. That's not as not, cool. I'm gonna tap out for this yeah. one. <laughs> um, I. I think I'm going to go with Norman Bates. All right. I'm going to go with Norman Bates. You did the right thing, Jackie. Yeah. So I want, I want to ask you something, Marissa. <laughs> oh, no, why is it coming to me? So let's say Firefly family made it into this. Who would you be pushing for at that point? Fireflies all day. <laughs> <laughs> See, that to me is so proud of you. Like, I feel like <laughs> I've done my I, job. I, I can't help it. I fucking, if I had my, if I were in this, you guys, I would have fought so hard. I love the Firefly clan. I think they're the perfect horror movie serial killers they really are they because you get the whole package all right and finally you guys for to to round out our final four uh angela from sleepaway camp versus leslie vernon i'm going with angela okay i'm going with angela for creativity little kiddness should yeah, get a vote yeah. a point or two yeah leslie leslie vernon i love leslie vernon mm-hmm. He's just a bunch of stabby stabby for the most he part. Just stabby stabby. <laughs> <He is. laughs> yeah. Angela uses whatever resources are around. Angela is strong enough to hold a child underwater from inside the water enough for them to drown. That's horrifying strength. <laughs> that is she. And you know what? Some of those, some of those people really do have it. You want to talk about like I can sympathize and they have it coming. Like the chef. I'm not mad oh, yeah. at the yeah. chef. He's, he's great. And those bullied kids with the baseball. Yeah, like I'm like mm, half of you deserve to die. <laughs> I love that she murders like what is it seven basically toddlers because they threw sand. Like I I I've always enjoyed all of the Sleepaway Camp movies because they all have a a kind of a similar through line, which is like the first couple deaths are quote unquote justified, and once she starts enjoying killing the the reason to kill someone becomes very like minor inconvenience eventually. Like I think it's Luke Wake Camp 2. It goes from like killing someone for spreading rumors to like <laughs> killing a girl because she talks too much. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, I will agree with you. I'm gonna vote for Angela on this one. Steven, were you gonna join the Yeah, that is, that is a clean sweep. And uh th- this comes down to basically uh the better VHS cover or not well, I mean compared to the oh, DVD. Sorry. Yeah. Of the Mask of Leslie Burden. Um, what always irritated me when I first watched the Mask of Leslie Burden was the DVD cover sells it as something completely different. And it always irritates me when they do this. Sleepaway Camp's VHS sells exactly what it is. It's you know, the, the, the knife through the shoe. And it's just like that looks like cheese. Yeah, and it 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 mostly is until we get to the end, and you're like, "What the fuck?" Well, it has that letter. I love that, like the the post yeah. sleepaway camp has like yeah. the half written letter that's in the trailer, and like, I don't know who the child actor is or adult pretending to be a child that reads that letter at the start of the trailer. But dear God, I've heard that trailer so many times now that like I can. Dear mom and dad, <laughs> things are happening at camp that I'm really scared. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, but I can tell you, it is rough to see Leslie Vernon go because I love the mask. Uh, and I, you know, after I've rewatched it multiple times, I totally get what it is and I enjoy it. And then you know, Scream Factory doing that fantastic cover, yeah. Um, oh, I love that so much. It's one of my favorite, um, of their entire collection that they do. Um, Scream Factory, if anyone out there doesn't know, uh, if you're a horror fan, I, I don't see how you couldn't, but you know. They do fantastic uh, painted covers, and whew, that one's great. Yeah, no, I mean, any every everything that's in this elite eight like is well deserved movie to see. There's nothing where I'm baffled as to its existence, but man, I am so, I am so happy that Angela made it to the final four. Yeah. 
Good for her. All right, you guys. So it looks like we've got our final four. We've got um, Leatherface and John Doe versus Norman Bates and Angela. So stick around and tune in next time to see just how it all shakes out. Again, thank you to both of our guests. Matt Kelly, tell us where we can find you. Geekscape.net or we know podcasting.com uh, for any of your podcasting needs. Woohoo. And Stephen Bay, we are all waiting for this hiatus to be over. Where are we going to find you once that is done? Uh, you can look us up on Analog Jones and the Temple of Film. We review VHS. Uh, we will come back when I find my new co host. And uh, you know what? If you've got something to request when we come back, you can email us at analogjonestof at gmail.com. Nice. How does one apply for that co-host position? Is there like a, a gauntlet they have to run? Is there like, like how does one, just in case I have a couple listeners. Yeah. Is run it like fear way? factor where you got to like eat bugs and not yeah. grow up? Uh, you have to hate most Marvel films. I, I believe that's what it is. <laughs> I'm out. You're out. You're out. Yeah, sorry. I'm kidding. And I'm I kidding, love remakes too. So <laughs> thank you both so much for being on. And tune in next time, guys, where we decide the ultimate human serial killer of horror. Bye-bye. Bye. I love the jammer to the floor. Let me twice by You're listening to the Geekscape Network.